You know, the last couple of weeks um, we've been talking on signs, signs and wonders. And um, I'm going to continue on talking again on signs and wonders tonight. Um, what I'm going to talk about here in a minute, I'm going to talk about a message tonight called Get in the Love Flow. And um, we'll be looking at the love of God in a moment. Um, but you know what, from we've come into the new year and really towards the end of the last year, we started, um, we started off actually looking at the unmerited favour of God in our lives. And then we've seen that, you know what, God's moving in all of our lives through, through unmerited favour, not based on anything that, that we do. And we brought that down and started to look at even the move of God is based on the unmerited favour of God. And we were looking in the, in the book of Zechariah where the, the, um, the, the, the temple had stopped in its building. In the process of it, Zerubbabel was building the temple. And really it came up against the mountain, came up against basically like a brick wall in his life. Um, it stopped what he was doing and it stopped what he was doing in God for a long long period of time but you know what God raised up a few prophets and, and you know what and they prophesied into the situation to speak to the mountain that was before you um, and speak into it grace grace but we've seen there that, that uh, the prophecy was as well it'll not be by might it'll not be by power but it'll be by my spirit says the Lord but what really causes the Holy Spirit to really start to move into action in our lives is whenever we get into the arena of grace. And we've seen that when we start living by the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, the Holy Spirit gets behind that and he backs it. And so we spent a lot of time looking at that and seeing that, you know, God's not moving in people's lives because of how good they are. God's moving in people's lives because of how good he is. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we live a willy-nilly life. No, well, we need to stay in harmony with God, be saying the same thing as God, um, speaking forth his word and um, pursuing him in our heart because we want to stay um, in tune with what he is doing. And if we don't stay in tune with what he's doing, we'll, we'll miss his voice and what he's speaking at this time because we'll be busy pursuing other voices. And so, but it's not that God moves in our life because of how good we are. God moves in our lives by his grace. He said, but we still just have to flow with him. So, um, but what, what um, Zechariah said to Zerubbabel was to speak to the mountain and to speak grace, grace. And then what happened was the might of the Spirit of God brought to pass what he could not bring to pass. And there's stuff in our life that we believe God for or what God will drop in your heart. And you can't bring it to pass in your own ability. You're going to need the Spirit of God and you're going to need the grace of God. And so that's where we were looking. And then we, from there we started looking at signs, signs and wonders. And I've looked at several different things over the last couple of weeks with signs and wonders. But you know what? Tonight what I want to look at for a while tonight is I've called this message tonight, Get in the, get in the, um, the Love Flow. And um, I'm going to talk tonight for a bit on, on the love of God. And um, the, lo the love of God's relation to signs and wonders. Um, I, I said a few weeks ago, there's several reasons why God does signs and wonders. But I was saying that one of them is, is just God loves people. God loves people. God wants to see people's lives changed. And God's love is extended towards people. God's love is extended towards you tonight. Amen. You know, I, see, I see the love of God just coming at me. I, I see myself as God's favourite. I'm not saying I am God's favorite, but for me, in my eyes, I see myself as God's favorite. Just like, like John said that he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. But you know what? Jesus loved all the disciples, but he made it personal in his life. And he said, no, I am the disciple whom Jesus loves. You know, and that's becoming conscious of God's love for you. And you know what? Every one of us need to become conscious that God loves us on a day-to-day -day basis. Throughout the day, so thank you, Lord, you love me today. 
Not because of how good I've been today, but because you are love. Amen. You love me because you are love. Remind yourself that God loved you at your worst. Sometimes we think God doesn't love me now because of what I've done. The Bible says, while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. And it was his great love towards you that caused him to do it. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible lets us know that God commended his love towards us. At that stage, while we were sinners, while we were ungodly, that's when he loved us. And so it's important for us to know that, you know, God loves us at our worst. See, if you never allow God to love you at your worst, you'll never love anybody else at theirs. Amen. And God loves you at your worst. God loved you when you were hating him. The Bible says over in, over in um, the book of Titus, it lets us know that when we were hating God, when we were, our backs were against God, when we were doing our own thing, that was when the mercy of God was extended towards us. And you know what? And, and, and we got saved. So thank God God loved, it, loved us at our worst. But you know what? He loves you today. Sometimes people think, oh, do you know what? Uh, there's a higher standard now on me. You know what? We all are in pursuit of following Jesus with all of our heart. That's where I'm at anyway. Amen. I know you're the same. And you know what? But we don't get it 100% perfect. But you know what? When you miss it, God still loves you. I'm not saying go out and miss it. I'm saying when you miss it, because we all do, God still loves you. Just keep going forward. And I'll tell you what, when you get a hold of God's love for your life, it changes you. And you end up, you do not want to live the way you used to live. Amen. Now, I want to talk for a bit, a bit this evening uh, on this here, the love flow. But, you know, did, did any of us watch um, The Wizard of Oz growing up? I don't like people getting into it. There's wizards and all of that kind of stuff. You know what? Um, I watched it whenever I was a child. and didn't do me any, any harm, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know what? There's, in, the, in The Wizard of Oz, you have the, you have the Tin Man. And, you know, the Tin Man didn't have a heart. And, you know what? That's all he wanted was to have a heart. He wanted to have a heart. And then, you know, I was thinking as well about um, the Grinch. You know, Christmas time, that's one of the films that we watch every year. The kids love to watch the Grinch. And, you know, he was just miserable. And he just hated Christmas. A bit like some people that I know. Like, but I, <laughs> a few Grinches about. But you know what? He hated, he hated Christmas. But you, you know, the, you know the, the, the story whenever there was a, a time whenever his heart grew. And it grew three times bigger. And all of a sudden he has all these emotions and stuff in the film. And he starts crying. He doesn't know what's going on. Because he's, he's feeling stuff that he never felt before. You know, and it's love. It's, it's, you know, it's, war- it's warm in his heart. And he, he can't even put words to it. And, because he doesn't know what's happening. But what happened was his heart got bigger. But you know what? For us, and for us when you study the word of God. You know the Bible lets us know. That Jesus came to do heart surgery in us. He gave us a new heart. And just like the tin man, he needed a heart. And just like the Grinch, he needed his heart to enlarge. He needed, he needed a heart. He needed a heart of sensitivity. He, need, he needed a heart that could feel and relate and, and love people with. Instead of hating the world, he ended up starting to love people. But you know what, when we look at it in our terms, you know what, that was prophesied off in the Old Testament that God said that in, that in the New Covenant, that there would be a New Covenant, and one of the signs of the New Covenant would be He was going to take out a stony heart, and He was going to give us a heart of flesh. That's heart surgery. And I know in my life, I, 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 can, I can relate to that. At one time I hated people. At one time I despised people. And I mean, I mean, you hate from your heart. You know what I mean? You, you, you hate deep. 
It's not just to dislike someone. And you know, there's a lot of people that hate people. And, and you know, they have a cold heart or they have a hard heart. Or they just, ha they just have a negative outlook in life. But the good news is, is that Jesus came to give us heart surgery. And um, we got a new heart. And that heart of flesh was taken out. And we got, we got a new heart. Amen. We got a new heart. And here's the thing about that heart. And this is what I just want to bring out here this evening as we look into a couple of things. That heart has the love of God in it. You have the love of God residing on the inside of you. You see, when you got that new heart, with that new heart came the ability to love. Like God loves. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's why even for, for Jesus said, it is more expedient for me to leave. It's hard to get your head around that, that Jesus would say it was better for you for me to leave. So that the Holy Spirit would come. But you see, the Holy Spirit came and he moved in the inside of us and he changed us, recreated us on the inside. Once you put faith in Jesus, you got a new heart. And the Bible says that God took out that stony heart. That heart of sin. That heart that was separated from God. And now you have a new heart that loves God, is related to God. Now the Bible says that God speaks to you spirit to spirit on the inside. You have God living on the inside if you're speaking to you. That's far better than having Jesus on this planet. It's far better to have, to have the Holy Spirit move in and make His home in us. And to where we become the temple of the Holy Ghost. And now you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And now you have a heart that's pliable. A heart that feels. A heart that is sensitive. A heart that loves. A heart that can believe. A heart that can believe for the impossible. Amen. On the inside of you. There's a change that comes. If any man be in Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You got a new heart. Amen. And that, and that new heart is a heart that can love as God loves. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How does God love people? God loves people at their worst. That's why I'm saying we have to... See, if we want to walk in the love of God, we have to allow, allow God to love us with that kind of love. Amen. Now, the Bible lets us know that, that herein is love. Not that, that, that we love God, but that God loves us. Do you know the greatest love is not your love for God? That will always be imperfect and always be growing. And all you have to do to know that is just say, can you love God more? Can anybody in here love God more? Yeah, I know I can love God more. And I know it's the pursuit of our heart to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. But that's a journey and that's, that's where we're pursuing. We're always pursuing that. And really it's not a pursuing of our flesh to try and do it. The way you do it is to, is to keep yourself, as the Bible says, in the love of God. You keep yourself in the love of God. You stay in a place where you are aware every day of how much God loves you. And the more you love, or the more you let God love you, the more you will love God. Amen. We love Him because He first loved us. We have to let Him first love us. Before we love Him. A lot of people are just trying to love God. And it becomes a struggle. I'm going to serve you. And it becomes a struggle. And the reason it's a struggle is because they're trying to give without first of all receiving. And you have to receive love before you can ever give love. 
And you know what? It's important for us to understand God's love and, and, be, and stay in the love of God. Stay in that place of love. Amen? Stay in that place of love. Stay in that place where you, you allow God to love you unconditionally. And then you'll start loving others unconditionally. It, it's a process. But, but you see, here's the thing, and I'm going to try to get to this as we go along tonight. You see, one of, the, one of the things that stops signs and wonders from happening many times in people's lives is because we think some people don't deserve them, so we don't believe. Or sometimes we put up barriers that hinder the love of God from flowing to people. And we need to get in the love flow because God loves people. And I'm not going to allow um, my religious thinking of what I think people deserve to get in the road of God ministering to people. Because you can see all through the New Testament that God ministered to people who did not deserve it. Amen. That's why we are not under the law today. We're under love. Amen. Amen. You see, if you live under law, you'll give people what they deserve because it's a system of merit. It's based on how good you are. So we'll give to people based on what we think they deserve. And that's where our cutoff point is on our faith because we can only believe for people many times that we think deserve to receive from God. Amen. But if you live under love instead of living under law, you'll give people unmerited favor. You'll start to believe for, that God can move in people's lives despite <coughs> how they live. That's so against religion. But I'm telling you, Jesus has always been in the, in the, in the business of ministering to people and, and giving them what they do not deserve. Instead of giving them what they do deserve. If we all got what we deserve, we're all sunk. And thank God for His grace. Amen. So if you live under law, Instead of living under love, you'll give people what you think they deserve. Amen? You'll dis they'll be disqualified every single time from, from, from receiving from God because they can only get what they live up to. Well, if that's the case, we're all beat. None of us would even get saved if we put ourselves under that standard. And the Bible says, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. So if I receive Jesus by grace, amen, well then I'm going to live in grace. So if you live under law instead of living under love, you'll give people what they deserve. But if you live under love instead of living under law, you'll give people unmerited favor. Amen? You'll extend the goodness of God to people. You'll extend God's favor to people. That doesn't mean to say you, you, you become a walkover. That doesn't mean to say you become a doormat. That doesn't mean that. But it means that when it comes to you ministering to that person, you're going to give them love and give them favor. Amen. Praise God. And God good. Amen. Um, and, and Romans, or not Romans, in the book of James, it calls this the royal law, the law of love. It's the royal law. There's no higher, there's no higher law than love. See, a lot of people are trying to put people under, under rules and regulations today. Um, but I, I thank God that we are not under the law, that we are under grace. And I thank God that we're, we're under love. And, you know, people think many times when you said, you know what, you're not under, under, I'm not under the law, I'm under grace, that you're saying, oh, just going through caution to the wind. I can't find that in the scriptures. I find when you come under grace, there's a supply to enable you to live in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is temperance. And it's amazing how people throw caution to the wind. But you know what? When you come under grace and allow the Spirit of God to minister in and through you, you start having more self-control in your life. 
to where you can say no to things or yes to things when you want to. Do you understand? You have, yeah, I'll take that, but that's the end of it. You know what? I, I, I'll take five Mars bars. No, <laughs> I'll take two Mars bars. You know what? I don't need to eat the fifth one. You understand what I mean? Um, but you know what? In all of our lives, we're all growing in that as well. But you know what? That's the wonderful thing that the Holy Spirit will keep dealing with you and ministering to your heart. Amen. And it's not out of guilt and not out of condemnation. It's out of relationship. Amen. Here's a, I could go through and show a lot of these scriptures here. Do you know where um, Ezekiel 11 verse 19 it says, And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart um, out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Amen. God will give us a heart of flesh. Um, but you know what? Um, let me just read this here out as well here. And I'm, I'm going somewhere in a second here, but in in John 13 and verse 34, it says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Again, I'm, just, I'm doing this here quickly just at the start, just to say this here. We're not under the law anymore. We're under love. Okay? We're under love. Jesus said, A new commandment I give you. And I could spend time talking about we're not under law, but I'm trying to get the love here. We're not under law today. We're under love. And here's the good thing. The Holy Spirit moved on the inside of us so that we could love. Okay? You have the capacity to love now. Not, not a, an earthly, sensual type of love. Do you know, I love you as long as you do me favors and all of that kind of stuff, you know. No, we have the love of God. We can love people that hate us. We can love people who do us no good. We can still love them. Now, we don't walk our head in the sand. We're not stupid. I'm not going to, you know, um, if a dog bites me, I stick my hand in the fence and the dog bites me. I'm not going to stick it out there to be bit all the time. But I can still love the dog from this side of the fence. You know what I mean? I'm still going to show love. But you know what? When it, when it comes to people, you know what? People might do you wrong and all of that kind of stuff. And you know what? It's not that you become stupid. You, be you have wisdom. But you can still love people. You can still love people. And you know what? Bitterness and anger and all of those kind of things... Stop the flow. It's not that God stops us. We're not in the love flow. And I want to show maybe next week. I want to show God uses us. When God does things. He's not, he's not doing it apart from people. The Bible calls um, the book of Acts. as the Acts of the Apostles. But how many of you know it was really was the Acts of the Holy Ghost? But it was the Acts of the Holy Ghost through people. Because it has to come through People. And it's not that God stops ministering to people. God will show His love and minister to people who do not deserve His love, just like He did for us. But we need to be channels of His love so that we're people of love as well. So that we can minister to people whether we feel like they deserve it or not. And when you get in the love flow, you start to be more usable for God to flow to people who He loves. Does that make sense? Amen. It's not us saying, you know, God couldn't use me because, you know, I have this or that or whatever. No, it's, it's not, it's not, that's not stopping God. Yes, God, it, it does limit God using us. But what I'm saying is it doesn't stop God on his end. God is still flowing, but he needs vessels to flow through. So God will minister his love to people. I want to be a person that God's love flows through. Not, not to the people who think they deserve it. Because there's none of us who, you know, there's people who think they do. But I want to flow, flow God's love to flow through me to everybody, people who don't deserve it as well. Amen. Or think, you, know, you know what I mean? There's nobody deserves it, but there's some people who think they do. 
Okay? We all need grace, every single one of us. Amen. Um, again, let me just read this verse out and then I'll, I'll go a bit further. But in um, 1 John 2 and verse um, 7, it says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. And it sounds, sounds a bit contradictory, this, but it's saying I, uh, it's, it's an old commandment, but it's not an old commandment, it's a new commandment. This is what he's saying. Have you read that over in John? Let me read this again. Brethren, I write no um, new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. It said the old commandment um, is the word which you have heard from the beginning. And then he says here, and again, a new commandment I write unto you, which is true and in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light is come. It's talking here about loving the love of God. It's talking about loving one another. And it's saying it's an old commandment, but it's not an old commandment. It's actually a new commandment. Do you know what's new about it? Here's what's new about it. <coughs> Now the love of God has moved in. That's why it's saying the darkness has passed. You know what that's saying? That stony heart's out. And now you have a new heart. The Holy Ghost is shed abroad in your heart. And here's what's new about it. That you have the capacity to love. Because you have a new heart. Amen? So when you read these scriptures, it could go on and on and on. But again, let me, I'll read this here one. And then I'll, I'll, I'll go to the scriptures that I have up this evening. But in Romans um, 13... And verse 8 it says, O no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not for, uh, uh, bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this, namely, thou shalt no love thy neighbor as thyself. Love works no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And so I'm, I'm just saying this here. Sometimes people say, oh, no, I'm not under law. But, then, but that's just to give caution to do whatever we want. No, I'm not under law, but I'm under love. I'm not under law, but I'm under the royal law. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. And here's what's new about it. As I have loved you. Amen. But how are we meant to love the way he loved unless he gives us his Love. So it, it would be unjust for God to ask us to do something if we didn't have the ability in Him to do it. That's why we need, we need the fruit of the Spirit in our lives because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. It's produced by the Holy Ghost. You can't produce that love. I, you know what? It would be unjust to ask us to love people who treat us wrong with our earthly love. That's why we had to have heart surgery. That's why we needed to be like the Grinch and our heart to grow three times bigger kind of a thing to where we have the ability now in God where we have a new spirit on the inside of us that's recreated after the image of Him. And now we can love. We can love with the love of God. But you know what? How do you get that love activated in your life? You start drawing from His love. You allow Him to love you. you know, let me put it this way. Do you see whenever I was growing up, Anybody that knows me growing up, I loved art. If you'd have looked at my pages in school or my jotter in school, I would have been doodles all around, everywhere. It's all down the side, all down the margin, all around. And most of the time it was because I'd be nodding off in class and wouldn't be paying attention. I used to draw, I'd sit and draw everything. Every, every book I've ever had is covered in doodles. Any use doodle? No? 
Taylor Doodles, Taylor likes drawing wee cartoons and stuff. Alexis is the same, she's like me, she sits and draws all day. That's what she does, she likes drawing, she's always drawing, she's always looking for a, for a page. And I have a page daddy, and then she goes drawing things. But you know, I could draw from a child, that ability was there. But you know what, I had to draw from it, and had to develop it. You understand? I had to, I had to, I had to develop it. Do you know what, you have the love of God on the inside of you, it's there. You have God's love, you have the capacity. But you know how you start to develop that? You start to let God love you. Amen? Live in the awareness, God loves me. And it's amazing when you allow God to love you, you start that flow and it starts loving others. And you know, and that, that comes to what I really want to talk about here for a moment. And that, and that is, I want to talk about compassion just for a moment. This evening, because it's amazing when you look in the Gospels, how many times Jesus ministered to people out of well, compassion. You see, if we don't understand that we have the love of God on the inside of us, it'll stop us in that arena of compassion. And you know, another thing is this. See, when you, see, when you spend time in God's love, when you start, I like to put it this way, when, it, when your heart jumps out of your chest, do you know what I mean? When your heart just goes from you to somebody, you can't even explain it. You could be in a room with 500 people, but somebody just comes across your part and, a path and your heart jumps out of your chest towards that person. Let me tell you, when you're living in the love flow, when you're living in the, in the love of God, and you're dwelling in God's love, you can start to follow your heart. And I've found over the years that many times God has ministered through me to people because I've just, my heart has just went, it's just like, I can't explain it. You know, you know it yourself. Your heart just leads you towards someone you don't even know why. I remember my, my, myself and Donna ministering to, to, to someone a while back. We didn't even know this person. Me and Donna is sitting in floods of tears praying for this person. Loving this person. Just as soon as we started praying, just a heart just, it was just like my heart just opened up. But you know what it was? it was? It was God ministering to that person because God is love. And when you feel love leave you towards people, you can start to follow that when you're living in the love of God. Now, if you're not, there's some people who are living in the flesh and you know what? Some young girl goes in and they go, well, she's not bad and I'm single, she's single. And, and the heart jumps out of the chest. That could be the flesh, okay? But I'm talking about when you are spending time with God in His love. And you're letting him love you. And you've seen from the word that he loves you. And you just live in that awareness. And, and you know what? You're allowing that to be developed in your life. And the fruit of the spirit is starting to manifest in your life. And you know what? You're starting to love people like you never loved before. Do you know what? God could minister through you to go and minister to someone that has done you wrong. But you don't know why. Your heart will just not allow you to leave that person alone. Because your heart keeps going out. And you know what it is? It's God's love. And I found God will love people who don't deserve it. Amen. It's just, it's the love of God. Um, I was in a chip shop one night. This was when Tyler was a baby. I was sitting in this chip shop, right? And I was just, uh, standing in the chip shop. And I stand there. And this old man walked through the door. And my heart just broke as soon as he walked in. And it wasn't anything out of the ordinary but my heart just jumped out of my chest 
Yeah? And I knew God was telling me to pay for his food. And do you know what? I didn't pay for his food. Do you know why? I started thinking, most people are going to think, what is going to happen if I go up to the counter here and say, can I pay for your man's food? And then she shouts down to him and says, what was it you were getting? And then the man's, I, I overthought the situation. And I left the shop knowing that I, I was meant to follow through on that. And I came home, I could hardly eat my, eat my dinner that night. Not out of guilt or condemnation, anything like that. But I just, I was like, God, I know you, you wanted me to do that for that man tonight. And I missed that opportunity. And I was talking to Dan and I says, Dan, there's a wee man came into the shop tonight. And I says, and I missed my opportunity. I know I was meant to buy that man his food. And so I, I, I asked God to give me another opportunity. So I have never seen this man since this next event. I've never seen him since it. But you know what? I went into that shop, and I've been into that chip shop often over the years. But I went in, and it was only like the next time or the time after, and the next thing in came the wee man. And you know what? The same thoughts of embarrassment, and what will he think, and you know, what's the, there's a girl behind the counter, and what's she going to think whenever I go up? And you know what? And it was awkward enough. But you know what? When they called my food, because I was in before him. And I knew I was going to get called first. And I said, you see the wee man at the back? I says, well, you just pay for whatever he's getting out of mine as well. And I said, don't be looking down there. <laughs> don't be looking at him. I said, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to draw attention. But I just knew I just had to pay for that man's food. I don't know. I haven't seen him since. Maybe the man passed away or something. Maybe the man just needed to know somebody cared. Who knows? But all I knew was I had to pay for that man's food. Do you know what that is? That's whenever the love of God jumps out of your chest. It's not just, it's not pity. Compassion is not pity. Yet in compassion, you can have pity for someone. In compassion, you can see yourself. Have you ever just seen someone um, in, a, in a position in life? And maybe you were in that position in life at one time and your heart just goes out for them. You know what? That can either be pity or it can be compassion. It can be actually the compassion. And when I talk about the compassion of God, it's more than just pity. It's God's love going from you to a person. I've found in, in my life, you know, um, um, many times when, you, when you've went through things, you, you become more, you do, or you're not as insensitive. You're, you become more sensitive to people that face the same situations. And you become more loving. And you become less judgmental because you've faced and you know what it's like to stand in those shoes. You know what it's like. And instead of maybe being harsh or whatever, you know, there's, a, there's more of a compassion there. Um, I found even like um, over, over the years, I've found in my life, you know, even whenever I minister to people, I've found a compassion of God just ministering through me more to people. And it's not, a, a, you know, like a oversensitive thing or something like that. It is just, you, you just, it's like as if you, 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 you feel God's heart towards that person while you're ministering to them. That you know God wants to minister. God loves that person. And you allow God's love to flow through you to people. Amen. That's a great place to be. Um, you know, one of the greatest attacks of the enemy is to get us into, into unforgiveness. And get us into bitterness. And get us into strife. And get us um, hating people. Or, um, I know as a believer, we can never truly hate someone from our heart once we're a believer. But you know what? We can go down that line of doing our best. <laughs> okay? There's many people do their best. 
But really, still down on the inside of you know it's not right to do that. Because you're a believer. But you know what? We're meant to walk in love towards people. We're meant to love people. I, I'm do you see when you realise how much you have been forgiven? It's so much easier to forgive others. Because I tell you, every one of us have been forgiven a debt we could not pay. Amen? Jesus paid a debt he didn't know. We owed a debt we couldn't pay. I mean, you know how much you've been forgiven. It's it just like God does surgery in your heart. He's done that. Um, you know, a few years ago, do you know what? I, I prayed for a full year. I prayed for a full year. Not just a, I'm not saying, I'm not a begging prayer for a full year, but just when I was praying, it just would always come out in my prayer life. God, help me love people the way you love people. And I'll tell you, God answered that. And I don't love perfectly. But I watch God start to minister through me. Not to put on a religious love of how you doing, the smile, but really on the inside, you're killing the person. Have you ever done that? I know I've done that over the year, the religious phony face on you. I love you, God loves you. Oh, praise God for you. But really on the inside, you're, praise God for you, can't stand you. Do you, do, you, do you know what I mean? But I prayed on the inside of me for, or prayed for God to do a work on the inside of me, for me to love unlovable people. For me to love people that don't love God. For me to love people who are cursing God. For me to love those people. For me to love people who have lifestyle choices that are completely opposite to what I believe. For me to love those people. For me to not, and not condone. That's where people miss it. People then say it's okay. Let me tell you, if it's not in line with God's word, it's not okay. Okay? But you can still love people. Because God loved us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And you know, I want to be a part of the love flow where God starts ministering to people. Because I, I know this. One of the ways God draws people to him, one of the ways is through the goodness of God. And many times people would experience God's goodness while they're a mess. And that's what changes them and causes them to repent and put their faith in Jesus Christ. I don't want to be a roadblocker. That's stopping someone from receiving God's love. I want to be like, you know, like uh, the, the, the pipe that comes down the water, water spout. And I want to be a big bend on it. And the love is coming down. And I'm shooting out towards that person that's coming through me to people. Amen. Amen. That's, what I, that's, the, that's the way I want to be. I want to be in the love flow. And I want to love people the way God loves people. Uh, and again, that doesn't mean condone. I'm sticking with God whether it's popular or not. Amen. I'm sticking with God on lots of issues. Marriage for one. I'm sticking with God's definition of marriage. Husband and wife. I'm sticking with that. But anybody that doesn't stick with that, I don't hate. I'm going to show the love of God. I'm going to show the love of God. I'm going to show the love of God to people who don't believe like me. Because I didn't believe like God at one time. And I'm still in the process. Every one of us are in the process of changing. We're not there yet. But God still loved us, even though we weren't believing like him. That's grace. Amen. Now, look at this verse here. See, sometimes people say God will not minister to people who, who don't have it all together. Clean your life up before you come to God. Well, do you know what? You need, to, you need God in your life to clean your life up. You can't, you can't change your life. I'm 20-something years saved. And I'm, I feel like I'm coming more to God dependent as I go on. 
Because I realize more and more how much I need him. I'm not getting less dependent thinking I can take it from here. I'm every day God help me. Every day God I need you. Amen. Now, leprosy in the Bible was a type of sin. And yet look look here in um, look here in Mark chapter one and verse forty. It says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thy wilt thou can make me clean. And look at this, and Jesus moved with compassion. See, Jesus came in love. Jesus came full of grace and truth. The Bible says, Of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Now, that just simply means there's grace. Somebody takes it, there's more grace. Somebody takes it, there's more grace. Somebody takes it, there's more grace. He just keeps coming at people in grace, unmerited favour. Here's a leper who was an outcast. And how did Jesus deal with him? He dealt with him in love. See, sometimes people say, oh, I wouldn't touch that person, or you don't know where that person's been, or look at the state of them. Yeah, look at the cut of them. Imagine being associated with that. Do you know what? Do you see that? That's who Jesus associated himself with whenever he came. You understand what I mean by that? Do you see that? That was who Jesus came to die for. Pay the price for. And because Jesus had the love flow in his life, he didn't hinder God's flow to a person. In and through him. Here's another thing about compassion. Compassion moves you. Oh, it moves you on the inside of you. Just moves you. You know what? That's a good prayer to have God show me your love more and more. God, move me with your compassion. I know over the years, me and Don has done stuff for people over the years. Just in, not, not bragging around. In private, we've done things for people. I'm just sharing. We've done things for people. Me and Donna has done things for people. And we, we've, we've done and looked. You know what? We could have been doing well ourselves. You've ever been in that place? But you know what? God's love went out of us towards people. And it's amazing how many times whenever we followed that love flow, how many times we realized when we just acted on it that God was in it. Amen? That God was in it. Um, look here as well. I won't go much further than this. But in Mark 14, I'll maybe come back and look at some of these things next week again. But in Mark 14 verse um, 13, Look at this here, it says, And when Jesus heard it, this was with the feeding of the 5,000 here, but look at this here, it says, When he heard it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth, and look at this, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them. And what did he do? He healed their sick. What caused them to do it? When Jesus looked at them, do you know what? It was just like the love of God just went from him to these people. These were, these were crowds of people. And as we often say, in every crowd, there's always somebody there that's a rascal. There's always someone there that you know doesn't deserve to be there. Like the woman with the issue of blood didn't deserve to be out. She wasn't meant to be out. And she came right up and took from Jesus. Do you know what? There's people in this crowd just like in any crowd. But when Jesus seen them, the love of God in his heart was looking at those people. And I tell you, one of the things that we need to have, if we're ever going to see a move of God, is we need to have a love for people. We need to have a love for people. All people. Different colors. Different nationalities. Different religions. I don't agree with 
with many people's religion. Okay? But that doesn't stop me from loving people. Amen? See, if I agreed with the religion, I'd, I'd, I'd convert. But I believe I have the real deal. Amen? But you know what? I'm going to love people. I'm going to love, love people. You know what? Sometimes people... You know, isn't it amazing that in every, in every social bracket of class... It's there, whether we like it or not. It's there, okay? It's amazing within that people, no matter where you are, people look down at people. Do you know what? I want to be a person, there's a saying, yeah, if you're going to look down at someone, look down at them to help them up. And I want to be one of those people that I'm not looking down my nose at someone, but I'm looking to minister to people, to reach people. God loves people. And again, he healed these people, but look what he did first, and I'll finish with this verse this evening. And I'll come back to this next week. I wasn't expecting to talk as much in this, but you know, when you talk about God's heart, and I find when you talk about the love of God, when you talk about the grace of God, there's always a flow with it. Do you know why? Because God loves people and God wants to reach unlovable, imperfect people. And I want to be a vessel that's in the love flow. I'm not going to block up the love flow. I'm going to love people. Amen. I'm going to be a person that doesn't matter what you do to me, I'm still going to love you. I'm not going to stop loving people. I'm going to keep loving. Do you know why? Because I need to be in the love flow. Because I need to be in a place. I want to be in a place where God's flowing through me to people. And I'm not going to block that up. I'm going to stay in love. Um, I listened to Kenneth Copeland's um, granddaughter a couple, of, a couple of years ago talking and she... She was talking about her family situation and her dad had done something. I'm not sure the whole situation, but her dad had done something that caused a lot of hurt. And she went and asked and talked to Kenneth Copeland about it, but she went and talked to her, her granda and went in and she talked to her granda from the viewpoint of bringing all of her hurts and looking for justification for feeling the way that she was feeling. And he turned around and he said to her, and I never forgot what that young girl said. It stuck with me. She said... You have, your only business, that's what he said, your only business is to love your dad. But you don't know what he done. No, that has nothing to do with you. That's his business. Your only business is to love your dad. And you know what? Every one of us in life have had things done to us and you will not go through this life without having things done to you. And here's the reality of it. We've all done things as well. But you know what? Our only business is to walk in love and stay in the love flow. Amen? I tell you, when you get in bitterness, it's over. It's hard. Have you ever noticed? When, have you ever been there? I've been there. I'll be honest. I've, I've been there. I've been where I found it hard. Uh, there's always people in your life you find hard to love. But I've been there where there's people in my, I've been in my life where I've found it really, really hard. You went to bed with, with, with them every night, so to speak. They were in your head every night. And you would come and say, God, I'll give you that. But you'd wake up in the morning and there they were there again in your head. Have you ever been there? Yeah. <laughs> I know what it's like to be there. And it's very hard to minister to people in love when you're there. But I tell you, do you see when you're in the love flow? It's really easy to minister to people because there's no blockage. Amen? And you know what? I, I, see, that's why I'm saying the answer is not to look at ourselves and beat ourselves up. Do you know what the answer is? I'm just going to go and spend time with God and bask in His love and let God love me. 
don't condemn yourself when, you can't, when you're not loving someone because the answer is not condemning yourself. That's the answer to being so beat down to where you're thinking to yourself, I can't move on. I can't, I can't love someone. Oh, I'm a bad person. Me meant to be a Christian and I don't love that person. I'm fine at that. That's, that's Satan having a head day. He's just battering you over the head saying, Oh, you're some Christian. You're some Christian. No, do you know the answer? Go and get alone. Spend time with him. Go and meditate on where you were when, when God found you. And how much you realised he loved you then. Go back to letting him love you. Amen. That's the answer. Let him love you. Amen. Come tonight and I'm loved. You dwell in that love for a week. And I, I guarantee you, if you dwell in that love like that for a week, when we come back here next week, you'll be like, whoa, praise God. Preach that again, Paul. That was brilliant. The love of God. Amen. I'm loved.